family. What's it gonna be? Welcome, welcome, welcome to Dr. Lovely's Couch Cafe. It is your host, Dr. Lovely here, OMG. As I... I got my pumpkin in the room with me. You got your notes, girl? For what we were talking about last night. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about it. But my message is going to be really interesting today. You're going to be surprised. And I'm going to start incorporating some very interesting therapeutic things again. They're going to be really short tidbits that I'll be able to turn into videos and upload on my YouTube channel. So, I was, I, okay, so let me, let me turn it down just a little bit. Okay, so, um, it has been a lovely day. So this is what I get, didn't get to tell you. This is interviewing again. But, <laughs> it is a beautiful day because she got the job. She got the job. Yes, she did. The job for making $58 an hour. Oh, man. Nigga, whoo, you understand me. <laughs> I literally, maybe about three months ago, prayed about, I really asked God, I was like, God asked me, what did I want? I said, if I can't get my degree, I mean, if I can't get my um, license as a psychologist, please put me in position where I could be able to make the same kind of money without having it. So I got the job. The only thing is, <clears throat> for some reason the owner is taking a liking to me. She sat in my office for like a whole two hours today. And we were just sitting there talking. And as she was sitting in my office, I was looking at her like, <sighs> I was feeling real bad in my spirit knowing I'm, I got this offer. Mm -hmm. And I also had another interview today. And I told you the interview is for here. Okay. So we ain't talk about the interview I had today. Okay. okay, so I told you it was supposed to be similar to a business I always wanted, which is the incorporation of therapy, spirituality, and holistic lifestyle. Right? Yeah. And she's going to be the first one in all of Alabama. It's a black lady. She went to school to be a psychologist too. She says she didn't. She, yes. Um, 
the dilemma of. And we had a great conversation. I have a second interview next week because stuff went wild and out. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to see your face and talk to you while, you know, I said, oh, I see you now, huh? You want, you want to feel me out. You want to see how I, um, I communicate with you. You want to look in my face while I do that. I said, so I can tell you with the school of psychology. Because you already want to read my body language. So, remember the other doctor, the lady was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to pay for your stuff, but you got to sign something to tell me that you're going to stay. This lady said, I'm going to help you get your stuff. And I'm going to put you out there. We're going to do. She said, I, I heard you say you want your own business similar. She said, I want to be able to help you develop that stuff. So when you get ready to go, she said, I'm not jealous at the fact that you said you want your own business similar to me. I said, she wants me to start off slowly, which means I could stay at my job I have now and then stay here and still make a little extra change while I'm studying, you know. Yeah, so, um, um, it, it was nice, and she wants to make sure she has a good fit for the person that has the job, so, um, so I, after, after that happened, right, I'm like, in my mind, I'm trying to figure things out, I come in the house, and all of a sudden, I'm sitting here messing with you, and that's when that soul got in my mind, I'm like, ah. Oh, Spirit man, talk to me. Dilemmas, nigga. <laughs> What's it going to be? Which one you want? How? Which direction you going? Um, and, and I thought it was funny that that, saying, that song just dropped in my spirit because I was going to get ready to tell you about my interview when the song hit me. All I can say is, Taurus, when it in my life tonight? Me and God still working on some stuff though, you know. Um, but, but, oh, niggas, I'm feeling it. Now, between that and then the training I have this week, which is gonna take my resume to the next level because I'm getting training for um, that crisis intervention stuff. If I was your girlfriend. So, um, <laughs> I was feeling bad because I talked to Keisha this morning and I talked to Cherie this morning and both of them made me feel so bad. But seriously, you remember when I told you God told me if I stayed there, I, he would, you know, grow me. And I've been like, like the whole, like myself developing as a therapist, as a businesswoman and all of the things that I'm doing in my job right now is really not a bad space. The money is shitty, but I'm seeing myself as a therapist. I was telling your brother about this last night. I was like, I'm seeing myself as a, as a therapist. She knows not about the money. <laughs> no, but this is what I told him. I said, I said, I'm so grateful that I was obedient to do the podcast because the podcast transitioned my my um skills and it took me to a whole nother level 
as a therapist and I said, I'm, I'm so grateful um, for it. You know what I'm saying? And it didn't even matter about how many views or whatever that was happening with it. It's what I gained from just doing it <clears throat> in that authentic place. And I can see it being so impactful with my clients. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling really good because God is blessing me again. It's been a long goddamn time since I've been in this space. And it just goes to tell me um, the transformation of keeping Torah, incorporating this thing in my life, um, and the impact it's having on it, and the engagements that I'm having. God is so good. You, you can't, um, it's like, no matter, and this is what he told me. He said, you can, you're going to get these jobs and you can choose wherever it is that you want to go and you're going to thrive. That's what he told me. And when I tell you, I got so much. To, to figure out, man, did I tell you that dude was on my ass today about getting all my documents in for the job? <laughs> I got one more document to send him today. He was like, thank you so much for being on top of everything. I like, nigga, I, I laid in the bed last night and I was praying to God because I recall one moment in my life when somebody tell me to get something done. I'd be like, oh, I'll, bring, I'll get that done later on. I'm, I'm gonna get it done. But I've been so on top of doing tasks and trying to to stay on top of that in my life that he is blessing me in a way that I ain't never seen before. I'm really grateful. Um, and this is not even bragging. This is just me bragging on God. Bragging on God because he, you, you, you don't understand. You, 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 I don't think a lot of people, I, on my way here today, right? I was, um, I was listening to, um, there's a guy named Chris Coleman uh, on radio station, and, and, and in the afternoon, he talked a lot of, about a lot of political things, but people were talking about all kinds of stuff, and all the Christians were saying it's, it's because, you know, our our stuff is in a situation, is it, because people don't know Christ. I would say our people in this situation because they had a relationship with Christ, <laughs> uh, because they don't know Yahuwah, um, because they don't hold each other accountable. Um, for their actions, and um, I, I'm I, I think about what Torah does for us. Um, oh man, it, it's just it's just um, oh man, I, I don't know. God is good. He just too good. He's too good. And there's no other way to say it, you know. Um, man, there is no other way to say it. So, anyway, I was I was having this dialogue, um, <laughs> um, by uh, about uh, Wakanda. So, I found some information. Um, I said it to you. Why you send me one thing? I sent you one thing. 
But the interesting thing, um, the interesting thing about it is, uh, <laughs> that it was him, nigga, not even in Africa. And, them li- and they literally had the damn name. I'm going to put that in the, in the um, box like I did that other stuff. Understand me, understand me, understand me. You don't even know the half of it. I don't know the half of it. You don't. Tell me, tell me what, tell me. That name goes, because there is no other place that name appears other than the U.S. There's a Wakanda, uh, Colorado, and the Wakanda, uh, Dakota, uh, I think there's other places, but I don't remember the name. There's a Wakanda's all over this place. It is the name for Yahweh. Oh, we better get into that. Um, and it's referenced him as Great Spirit. Man, I see y'all be thinking niggas be tripping. I'm telling you, <clears throat> the more I dig, the more I look. I don't even get angry. No, I used to get so angry. They even have but another name too. What was the other name? They have a uh, Yahuwah as well. What? It's attached to Yahuwah? It's spelled Y E H O W A. But I'm sure it's, it's been misspelled because they said it's uh, Yahuwah Taku Wakan. And it means God. Yahuwah Taku Wakan. Wakan. It means Yahuwah God, thy. That is. Yeah, it's weird. Listen. Because it's like... Listen, Nix. Okay, so there's... They have, they have a... In their language, they have a fourth commandment. Well, the fourth the fourth commandment? You're talking about like the out of the three that normally go... Yes, there, there are. Uh-huh. Ten. They have them. Principles of the mm-hmm. full commandment. Because if you want to look at it from that perspective, it's, it's a principles of all of the ones co- associated with it. You gotta send me that stuff. Um, 
So my friend Danny, I ain't, I ain't talked to my friend Danny in so long. And my friend Danny called me today and he was peed. Cause <laughs> I was like, damn. It was like that message we had about the daughters and the brother talking about the daughters and raising them up. It kind of like, after seeing that and hearing him talk today, he was just frustrated about, <laughs> he was he was on that, he on single daddy duty. And I could, I, I don't think, I think it's the first time I ever seen him so like frustrated. And me not being able to say anything to kind of like, so no, I was like, he was hot ass man. I was like, nigga, you sound like you on a war path. Uh, he sound like he was on a war path. Like, he like, I'm gonna teach you something today. Uh, I don't know. He, you know, he was pissed because he, he was saying like his mom um, told him that um, like he was being really hard on her. And I know sometimes daddies can be hard but sometimes they need to, you know, teach them certain stuff because the principle of it all, what he's doing is teaching her structure. And he said he, he was trying really, you know, like when she first came and he started, you know, she came and he's now like her sole provider. And he was being, you know, lenient when she first came. And, you know, hoping that she would get with the program. And he didn't want to put his hands on her and he didn't want to do none of those things. So I was like, he was giving her some space to get used to the program. But like most teenagers, they take advantage of shit. So he was like, oh, hell no. He had me laughing. Yeah, I got her ass up at 5 o'clock in the morning. She was them things at 5 o'clock in the morning. I was like, nigga, that's what I'm talking about. Because see, a lot of times, um, Kids think it's going to be easier in certain places because a lot of times when they stay with their mothers, daddy's, you know, it's kind of like, yay, it's daddy because daddy like, we, we the homie. And then when they go stay with their daddy, daddies too get a little, <laughs> a little something too, you know, and probably what most of it was about, cause she, she probably thought it was, she was going to get away with some things with her and all then, the time, but now <laughs> she's with her dad, she thought, she thought it was going to be easy street. Her mother was strict her at home but yes she but you're not really crazy. understanding when you got a strong father and daddy really strong you know what i'm saying he gonna he, he like mm -mm. he, he, he on top of it you know what i'm saying yes 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 and i i think i'm like i i appreciate him taking on that 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 situation and and making sure she has that structure because <gasps> It makes the difference, you know what I'm saying, in kids' life. And we was talk, we was having a, um, we was having our um, supervision meeting today, and I was just talking about um, one of my clients, and <laughs> I, I'm like, um, you know, a lot of times we were talking about how how today's youth are the adults, and the parents are regressing. And when you see the dynamic, to me, it's just the most oddest thing to see because it's like the children running the whole goddamn house. Parents scared to say something. I'll shake the shit out your ass and beat your ass. I ain't got time for the shit. Society made it that way. That's what Chris Coleman was talking about today was, you know, how, wh whose fault is it? 
They're so it was just power over their parents. By design, though, right? I know. I was. I, t- I promise you, I was trying to call in. They ne- he normally repeat the number. He did not today. So I said, okay, God, you was not letting me call in. That's fine. So, um, but I sent him some stuff too. That's the person I had sent that stuff to about the school and stuff. With, but you know. We're going to have to learn. But let's get to it. Gotta let you know. Yes, I do. Do it to me. Why you do it? You run the roof? You ready to move? Actually, yeah. Can you just say, you're going to... I already don't see you now. You're going to move one. I really ain't going to see you. And then Cherie was like, you can't, you can't move. You got too much going on. And I was like, What's that money, nigga? <laughs> that money, nigga. That money. That's what I told you. Like that money, nigga. That money. It's like that's nine grand a month, nigga. That money. That's nine. That's nine grand a month, nigga. That money. That money is calling. Nigga. I, and then I told her. I said, she. What I told her. I, I told her it was fifty-eight dollars an hour. That nigga said I had to. She said I had to brace myself. I was like, nigga. I was like, alright, nigga. She said she'd help you with stuff, so you gotta go where that goes. We're gonna pray. We're gonna pray about it. I don't know, nigga. That nine, that nine grand is calling me. Money. I was thinking, I told Keisha, I was like, nigga, I could go out and get my business running the situation. I could do a whole lot. I don't even spend that much money on monthly bills and everything. You know what I'm saying? We're Niggas can put money away and everything. I can be helpful in both places. Okay, so... That's money people ain't never made in their whole life. Okay. Still gotta pay on that though. Yeah. Where are you the most? See, I don't want you to be making me feel bad. I'm not making you feel bad. If you logical. are, I've been feeling bad all day. I'm being logical oh, here. Being logical, I don't know. Anyway, family, let's get to it. Where do you make the biggest impact? That's all. Hmm? Yeah, we finna too. I'm sorry. I, my mind is I, my mind been all over the place all day. I've been thinking about a whole bunch of stuff. I feel like um my heart is torn in essence. Should be. And and it was funny because yesterday my mind was more like I have nothing to keep me here. You couldn't come back. So. I knew it wouldn't be that far. 
All right, let's get started then. Okay, so this this next message is about a collective of things. But it's about um, people. I, I guess after all the stuff we talked after the last podcast talking about um man, you know, brother 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 be speaking. But he was talking about our mindsets and having certain characteristics and behaviors. And there is this particular term, um, Kassil and Nabal, right? These are the Hebrew words, Kassil and Nabal. And I'm going to break those words down for you. I'm going to send you this right quick. I'm going to send it to you now. I'm going to send it to you. Kassil is, um, it's a, it's heavenly constellation, but it also means the courts of Orion wilt illusion right and that connection to illusion is a mindset and then you have and the term Kassil is or Kisel is K-E-S-I-L right and then you have the word Nabal. And Nabal is what happened? When did they do that? Sorry, y'all. Hold on one second. Nabal was a rich Calebite described as a harsh and surly person. And the part we're going with right here is it's about a type of mentality that one has similar to a narcissist. It's a it's a very um they're harsh with their words and they deal with people unkindly. So when you hear the word Nabal, it's, it's attached to someone who is abrasive and they're offensive and uh, uh, aggressive and the way they conduct themselves, right? Because we, we've been talking, we've been going over something similar to, to this for a minute. And when we get into the heart of, of, the, of, the, of the Torah, it, it teaches us a lot. So Proverbs, it says, a person or the person who is considered Nabal, right? Is This is Proverbs 1 and um, 22, right? Hold on. 
What the heck did I just do? long oh ye simple ones when you hear the word simple minded it's referring to Nabal will ye love simplicity and the scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge and the term fool is also synonymous with this term Nabal So it's not fools in the way that we see it today. It's fool or a fool in essence of the mentality that the person has is considered foolish. Because if you really think about it from this perspective, people who normally act this way operate from a foolish sense of self. Because you would have to think um, one who goes around treating people a particular manner operate from a foolish perspective and their mentality and the, the worldview that they see around them because that bravado or that person to act in that manner, right? <laughs> you got to be a fool to think that you're not going to have something impact you by your behavior or your candor or the way you're walking around here now. Okay, we're going to go to Proverbs 18 and 2, right? It says, a fool has no delight in understanding. And in reference of understanding here is always about Torah or walking in the principles. Right? But... That his heart may discover itself. One more time. A fool has no delight in understanding. But that his heart may discover itself. Think about this. It takes one to operate from your heart in the way you treat people. And being disconnected from that space gives you room to be able to do the things that you do. But not understanding or having an understanding or a sense of knowing that. Acting as if you don't have a heart or that you care for someone else is an unwise thing to do. And I think a lot of times we don't really still think about Um, What that presents. Proverbs 21 and and 2. The person is unwise. And it's giving you the attributes of this fool or this um, Nabal. Right? It's telling you the attributes of this person. They are unwise, aggressive, and argumentative. People who argue... With others constantly 
operate foolishly. And the only reason why I'm saying this is it takes understanding and realize how far to go with people. But a lot of the, a lot of times these people extend or go over um what they do. What? No, I'm trying to remember. I heard that word from. Nabal? Yes, now I remember. What was it? When I was studying the paleo, that word came up. Nabal? Uh-huh. And what did you get from it? It was describing, um, I think it was describing Nimrod, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it was his arrogance that believed that he could storm yeah, the gates yeah. of heaven and take control of God. Yeah, yeah, and rebellion. It's a rebellious spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah. And they lack and they lack, and they self control. Um, Proverbs twenty one and two. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes. But Yahuwah ponders the heart. When you think, when when you really get to the bottom of it, right? And people that operate from this, hold on, y'all, niggas, goddamn. He's a man. You couldn't handle it. He's a man whore. Okay. That's why he's saying you can have more. Listen, I I can't. Okay, y'all. I'm sorry. I just my friend called me named Cherie. Listen. No, 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 no. Is a freaking harem. But but no, see they find they find they find Hebrewism, Islamism to fit a narrative. But I love it when when the when the rabbi said you're not supposed to make whores out of the daughters of Zion. Exactly. But these niggas round here on some whore like tendencies. Exactly. All right. So, uh, my issue with these niggas is they like, oh, look, I could be a whore, but not be a whore. And as soon as you tell them, you got to provide a house for them. You have to provide each person you're involved with, with equal Say one time. amount so neither of them are happy. They're both living the same lifestyle. You have to provide that. Now, now let me tell you what the niggas say. Neither can be lacking. Okay, listen. Let me tell you what the niggas say. I, so when I tell them they got, they should have their own house because all of these New Testament niggas in the way, right? Yes. They say, uh-uh, rule. Because let's hold on. They say rule. They have to have their own room because they used to live. Intense. I said, what the huh? fuck? <laughs> That's what they be saying. That's what a nigga told me. Or what? No, no. He said, remember they nomads. No, nigga, they were wandering in the wilderness, you dumb fuck. Oh, after they got that into the land, temp- they were no longer intense. That you- was a temporary <laughs> settlement. Even until, the tabernacle was a temporary system. Until they settled in a proper city. Uh, they this, had houses. They this, had land. This nigga said, you not going to try to control me. <laughs> That's what this is really about. 
some healing healing what you trying to say all of us broken i said nigga in the state you ain't you finna fuck somebody up again yeah exactly oh 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 i said oh shit this is this is just is just this is this is this is just not good this is you going after women who dominate you yes and because of that, you feel inadequate as a man. Ooh. So Ooh. Ooh. you get with multiple of them. That's not just multiple. It's, it's them dominating their women after the fact. Because yeah. what they find is a power they never had before exactly. in relationships. So and they get mad. Can we get back to the ball? Because that's it. You get drunk with power. When there's the one that presents itself. Okay. You have the power to do so. Okay, so so let's break it down again. Only only a fool, yeah, walk in those particular principles who cannot see the error of their ways, and that's really what the ball is. It's because they're self righteous. That pride puts you in that place. Alright. And therefore, these are the consequences of those actions you put in place. Because you chose those women. They don't see that part, though. No, of course not. They don't see that part. No. That, that's not the part they look at. Of course not. They don't, because in their mind, they were already fucked up. And that's mm-hmm. their fault. Uh-uh. You make the choice. Exactly. You also make the choice to stay. Exactly. You also make the choice not to correct yourself. Exactly. All right, then, goddamn. Uh uh-uh. uh. You attract what you attract. Yes. People may be right in their own eyes, but Yahuwah examines their heart. Proverbs 21 and 2. That's it. You believe you're right. In your own eyes. Your actions are justified. You hear me talk about this all the time. Because you feel you're justified in your actions. You don't have a problem with going out. Doing things that cause harm to others. Without having any recourse. Only a fool will think that. Only a fool will believe that you can continue on running around here. Wreaking havoc all over the town. And there won't be no motherfucking recourses for the shit you do. Mm-hmm. 
What the fuck's my problem then? Goddamn. Daddy, I don't know. <laughs> 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 Girl, I just talked to God about that one. <laughs> oh. Oh, tell me what you want. Tell me what you need. Tell me if it ain't good enough. Okay, I'm done. Psalms 14. And one. Psalms 14 and one. Let's get to it. Oh, man. What? A fool has said in his heart, there is no Yahuwah. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that does good. No, not one. Oh my God. I love debating atheists. I had a talk with my, with a client today and she was telling me, she's like, my sister's an atheist. I said, mm. yeah, she believed in science. I said, hmm. I said, has she ever heard of dark matter? She said, huh? I no. said, mm-hmm. Science of fine. Most science don't know about that. Hell no. Girl, come on now, goddamn. I'm surprised. I said, girl, science has already found that God exists. I'm like, so for people around here talking about, I believe. Science, bitch. You better believe in God because science didn't found God. They didn't already found him. <laughs> and his signature is everywhere. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Father. What was it? Nigga, his signature is everywhere. And when I think about that, the spirit of God hovered over the deep. It teemed with life. What? <laughs> Y'all tell me that Wakanda took you there too, nigga. What? Oh. Oh shit, I need to catch up on the new South Park. Butters, man. That's my friend. I love Butters. I remember... Look here, family. Nigga, what we eating? Because I ain't ate. I ain't ate all day. <sighs> okay. Um... Wait, what is it? What what is it? You gonna wait for it? Okay, it ain't relevant right now. (laughs) Okay, so the next place we're going to the characteristics of a Nabal is an unwise individual. Wicked. All right, let's get to it. Proverbs 29 and 11. 
They're like, nigga, you always trying to make us feel bad and tell us we ain't shit. And um, you always trying to make us feel bad. And you always try to tell us we be doing wrong. And you act like you don't never do anything wrong. And you just, you're just self-righteous. And you think you all that. What? What was it? Father, I ain't shit. Ain't shit. I had my, I had my, um, the owner of, the, of my job laughing today when I said that. I said, I always tell my ain't shit. She said, what? Let me tell you, it was really funny. <laughs> she, she tried to really try to check me this week. I said, oh shit, the Christians are trying to check niggas. Boop. I tore her ass up and she kept trying to get me. You be cousin. I said, uh-uh. <laughs> God, God don't give a shit about my mouth. You do. It's a social construct. Now, you tell me you don't like me cussing. Then that's fine. I won't cuss in front of you. I will respect you in that sense. But for you to tell me what I'm saying is wrong and God don't like it, mm-mm, baby, we ain't going to do that. Uh-uh. I, and she kept trying. I said, you just want to win this fight, don't you? I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to let you have it like this. And that's what I gave it to her. I said... I'll just let you have it. It offends you. So I won't say it because it offends you. But for you to tell me to stop it. No, nigga. I guess fucks. Shit. Because you telling me, you telling me God got a problem with it. I was like, girl, I ain't even no cuss words in Hebrew. What the fuck you talking about? I said, if I go to England today and I talk all this shit, it won't offend not a motherfucking person. Because they have different cuss words over there. Language is fucking suggestive. Depending on where you are. She kept trying to defeat my ass. I think that's why she likes sitting in my presence. We be having deep dialogue. She said, I'm not as knowledgeable as you, but we have a good time. She been soaking up shit. I said, boy, when she find out I don't believe in Jesus, she gonna have a cow. And she had me laughing too because she was like, um, she, you know, I told you they tried to get me to celebrate Thanksgiving this week, sending me potlucks. What you bringing? Shit. <laughs> you you think I'm joking? Well, I said, no, I don't celebrate. Time, thank you. No, she just sent it. I already told her I don't celebrate Christmas. I don't, t- I don't celebrate holidays. You sending me emails. Don't send me emails. I'm not participating in any holiday events. I already told her. She said, what do you do for Christmas? I fast and pray. All that cussing you be doing, Dr. K? Problem? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what? Huh? Do you not know? Did you not know your life? No. Have you been suffering thus far? Yes. Christmas is in the Bible, right? Not celebrating. God tell you not to. She said, "What? Yeah. What verse?" I said, "Oh, tell you not to. <laughs> tell you suffer not or be not like the heathens 
who cut the tree down and de- and fix it so it don't move and deck it with silver and gold. You got to show me that. I said, huh? But I'm going to still keep Christmas. I said, exactly. Oh, <laughs> oh, like, all right, here we go, niggas. Just, <laughs> I was cracking up when she said, I'm still going to keep Christmas anyway. I'm like, niggas, yo. Y'all just like like I'm, I'm like oh my god we just we we just never really get it like it's like it's like saying God I know this offend you I guess fucks I'm just gonna do it well, anyway like so I'm gonna keep it. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying I'm like damn it's like saying, oh. <laughs> I'm like oh, this- oh. I'm like, you know, she gonna ask me to show it to her and then turn around and say, no, I'm gonna still do it anyway. Cause ain't nothing wrong with it. I said, uh huh. I said, yeah, did you, have you ever asked God, does he like that? And I think God don't like it. No, I take that back. Jesus don't mind. <laughs> Ooh. I, I ain't even tell her about that move, but it, <clears throat> that's a story for another day. And fool utters all his mind, but a wise man keeps it till afterwards. Meaning, he holds his tongue, he holds his tongue. until he is. He finds speak. the right moment to speak. When he is needed to speak, he will speak. Yes. It is not my time to speak. I'm gonna hold my tongue. I was telling one of my clients about you today. Yes, that goes with hand in hand choosing. Your oh no, that was yesterday because she she's a quiet person, and people feel like that she should be interactive and talking and all that other Same stuff. Thing about me. I told her about. That's why I told her about you. My whole life. I told her that. I was like, they even thought my baby was retarded. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the white lady did. Miss <laughs> Marshall was like, no, nah, she talks to me every day, all the time. So, I was like, um, I told her, I said, I said, You're, there's nothing wrong with you. Embrace your differentness. And she's a people watcher like you. She's and, a cautious person. Yes. Her mom. She values who her time is spent with. Her mother died. She's the only. She her mother. She was her mother's only child. Her mother had gotten pregnant right before she passed away from a drug overdose. Mm. And now she's being placed in a home with people who are very people people. That do the whole family game nights, you know, all of that. And that's very different than what she's used to. And I told her, I said, help them to understand you. This is not you being... Um, it's not you being mean or unfair. It's not just... unfair. It's not her being like she's not isolating purposefully no. because she doesn't be around them. It's because she's used to a particular environment. Yes, and this is a different environment for her. Mm-hmm. And I and I told her to just start writing because you can't just go out there with people you don't know. Yeah, and I told her. I said it's okay being you. I said there's nothing wrong with you. 
I said, I know a lot of people make you think or make you feel like something's wrong with you, but there's nothing wrong. I said, embrace that. But but I also told her, I know this is a hard time during this year because during the year because during the holidays it's really hard. And I said, I'm not gonna tell you I know how you feel because I really don't. I said, I don't know what it's like to lose a parent, and my mother and I are not close. And I said, I don't know what it's like to lose a child. I don't understand those things. I don't even want to know what it's like. Yes. And I know it's hard for her. Yeah. And she's really sweet. Like, I was, I was, I'm like, I miss doing this work. I really miss doing this work. And I'm feeling so. It's been the beginning of the Every so, time you speak. What? We need to work on that. I, I, I've been thinking about that for you, too. Yeah. You ready? Because I can help you get it together. I think we can set up some stuff for the schools and just send out some. We just put get your flyers and put them together and we can just see what you can do. We just You can choose one day out of the week. It's just going to be late, Nick, because it's 5 o'clock. But we can start doing this when the sun comes back up again. Um, or pick a Saturday or something. We'll do, we'll talk about that. Moving on, nigga. Goddamn. Whew, it's cold in this room. Characteristics of an unwise individual and wickedness, right? So we went to Proverbs. The other issue is impulse control. See, see, this particular person like impulse control. And what I mean by impulse control is what I gave you earlier, that verse with that person, what? Holding his tongue. It takes patience to be able to not respond. And a person who lacks impulse control can't control themselves. They automatically, boom. Soon as it happened, bam. Impulse controls means you know how to stop, reflect, think, and then speak. Yeah. Or react. Mm-hmm. But ma- majority nigga, most niggas lack impulse control. It still goes back to critical thinking skills. Yes, yes. <laughs> it still goes back to critical thinking skills. Because you gotta, and I, I don't know if you remember me talking about how, I tip you, if you, even if you notice, when you do in the podcast, you'll notice me pausing a lot. My pauses is reflection for me. In my mind, I'm thinking about what I need to say next. I'm taking in what I said last. There's a lot of pauses in scripture. There's a lot of pauses in my. In my I'm, I don't remember when. Pause, reflect. Uh, I remember when me and Bishop start spending more time together, and then I'll be, I'll be talking, and then I pause. This nigga, the nigga just be like, "Why you pause so much?" I'm like, because I'm thinking about what I'm saying next. I'm not gonna just start speaking, especially when there's a lot of intensity. You choose your words carefully when you're already dealing with someone popping. 
<laughs> all of you got to you got to make sure the words you're speaking is not triggering to someone else. And I was just having a conversation um, when that when the phone um, clicked when my friend called just now, she was telling me someone quit their job. And she said that, well, it was a job I was doing, my part time job. And she said she was telling me that she's like what she said to her wasn't even incorrect. But I told her, I said, sometimes people are triggered by certain word phrases. And you'll be turning around looking at yourself like, what the fuck did I say? And and, and you realize that sometimes the words we use can trigger someone. It might remind them of something. The tone. (laughs) The whole nine. The body language of someone is just... Oh, man. The look on someone's face can trigger someone. Yes. Simple things. I remember my supervisor from the program that we was in said, uh, she used to say, yeah, I be having those facial, she's like, people say stuff and then I have a facial expression that be like, what the fuck is you talking about? (laughs) So she says she has this like tail thing that she does. So so when people talking and she making those faces, her head is down and she writing, so it won't look like it won't look like she she like the fuck is you talking about? So she said that's her that's how she's capable of um um disarming herself uh, when she's sitting in a meeting, <laughs> and so she won't be offensive to someone. So I thought that was like, I really walked away with that because that's one thing that really made me laugh so hard because there's a lot of people you have conversations with and you be seeing the look on their face and you be like, oh, all right, motherfucker, I see what you're thinking. And they don't realize sometimes that their facial expressions give tell signs because <laughs> I'm forever reading shit. <laughs> Bishop to be like, nigga, you be overreading shit. I be like, nigga, I be paying attention to everything. <laughs> I be overreading. I be be paying attention to shit. I know oftentimes I don't even tell you everything, the shit I see. Okay, so they lack impulse control. So we already know this, right? So Proverbs twelve and sixteen. Mm, it's gonna be interesting. We gonna have some. We gonna have some other ones too. That's gonna be really nice. She gonna be like, "What?" Oh, come on, man! It's so cold in here. Huh? Huh? You don't need to scratch? Scratch what? Or is that water? Yeah, no, no. They didn't They didn't close up the thing. You, they didn't, he, he was outside the roof for a couple of days because he couldn't get in. <laughs> I kept hearing his ass hang out out here. I got to a point where he couldn't get back in there no more. He been trying to get in. He can't get in. He mad. 12 and 16. A fool's wrath is presently known, but a prudent man covers his shame. A fool's wrath, wrath, 
is presently known, mm-hmm. meaning is is visible. But a prudent or a wise man covers his shame, meaning he hides. Poker he, face. Poker face. Stone. You won't know. You won't know he's upset. Because he has impulse control. (laughs) He knows how to conduct himself. Now that could be two things too. Because it could be calculated. And he's going to deal with you. Mm -hmm. In a way that you won't know. Or won't expect. Won't won't even know. (laughs) A lot of times a prudent person. A wise person. Can deal with you and you won't even know they've dealt with you. And that's why you always hear me saying, when I get your ass, you won't know I got you. You'll assume I did or you'll assume some of the movements are me getting you, but they're really not getting. That's not what I'm doing. When I deal with people, it's not visible. You will not know it's been done. Period. Because I don't want you to know I'm dealing with you. You'll assume certain actions are me dealing with you and they're really not. I'm dealing with you in a way that you can never know that I'm dealing with you. I'm going to say it again. Anybody who listens on the other end of this that know my ass. And you've heard me say that and you think Certain actions I've made was me dealing with you. No, they were not. Those would be God's actions and you just assume my ass dealt with you. But I deal with people in a way that they won't know that I'm dealing with them. It's very covert. Because my aim is not to offend, but to teach. And instruct. But you won't know. That I've done it. Because it's never obvious. It is never. Fucking obvious. And I do mean that. Anybody on the other end of this line. To know my ass. I promise you. You will be thinking my actions is one thing. But it really isn't. When I'm dealing with you, you will not know that I'm dealing with you. It is something you will never expect. It is never done openly. You'll never expect what it is. Moving on. You're like, nigga, you ain't shit. I told you. I told you, ain't shit. I really don't. All I need to do is pray. And God's going to deal with it. That's what I mean. I'm going to pray about it. Because I can never deal with you the way I want to for it to be impacted. The greatest way to deal with anyone who hurts you is to pray to God. And God will do the rest. He said, vengeance is who? His. 
And as soon as you enter into the vision and decide you're going to do some shit, it ain't, it ain't, it don't never, it's never just. His vengeance is just. Just saying, niggas. Just saying. Here you go, nigga. You wishing nigga bad shit. No, I'm really not. He said, come to me to prayer. And and, and for a lot of folks, Lele ain't been able to do that. And the reason why is because I know. I've been praying. Please, God, don't do it. <laughs> I swear for the past two or three weeks. You can't stop this. No, you cannot. I'm like, but God, I don't, that's not what I want to happen. I don't want it to happen. You can't stop it. It's what he told me. Y'all gonna learn to get right with God. Stop playing. Y'all better stop playing with God now. Y'all gonna stop playing. Y'all better stop playing. Nigga. This is some heavy shit. And it's so bad because I'm in fight. I'm in like, oh, please don't. And uh uh-uh. uh. Like, maybe I'm maybe I'm tripping. This ain't this ain't gonna be this ain't gonna happen. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> you think you think you think you're slick by trying to convince yourself that it won't happen, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I'm like, my God. You know, I'm always I'm always like like I I I'm not it remind me of Frida talking about how um <clears throat> She's like, God will always, like, well, she be praying that God don't hurt the people. And she said it, it, it would get to a point where she's like, she'd be so scared. But she already know what's about to happen. And she'd be praying and, and seeking God. No, you praying against my will. Yes. You praying against my will. You can't pray against the will of God because that shit's going to backfire. On you. Can't pray against the will of God. You cannot. He's absolute. Bad tempered. Mm-hmm. Nepal. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 10 and 23. It is as sport to a fool to do mischief. Mm-hmm. Colon, meaning something next is extremely important to pay attention to. But a man of understanding has wisdom. Mischievous. It's a sport, meaning they gain something from being mischievous. They gain something for creating problems. They gain something for doing this. It brings them joy and excitement. It does. You know, you know what's really interesting? When we do our behavioral assessments, that's one portion. Do they gain um, something from being... Um, caught like being um, you know how a company comes over and they purposefully do negative stuff in order to be seen. Mm-hmm. 
and you're gaining something from causing dysfunction and disarray. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many people? And one of the one of the common thing to do is to openly um, shame someone. They gain something from publicly humiliating another person. It makes them feel strong and powerful to do that. And it speaks to the smallness of that person's ego. I know y'all didn't like when I said that, but it's true. The smaller the ego, the more negative their actions are publicly because it feeds the ego. It's self-grandizing. It's actually self-grandizing. The smaller the ego, the bigger the show. The smaller the ego, the bigger the show. Hmm. Say what was it? Bad tempered they are. Proverbs 10 and 23. I just said that, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Proverbs 17 and 24. Wisdom is before him that has understanding, but the eyes of a fool are in the ends of the earth, meaning they seeing they going all the way far with it. Mm-hmm. Stretching it out. <laughs> you remember when the old people used to tell you your eyes are bigger than your mouth? You biting off more than you can chew. Mm-hmm. Wow. How to deal with a Nabal archetype. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 29 and 9. Scripture for that. <laughs> <laughs> 29 and 9. If a wise man contends with a fool, a foolish man... Whether he rage or laugh, there is no rest. Meaning, it's pointless to argue with them. There's nothing that you will get from it. You will know nothing. Because it's impossible to rationalize with people who are irrational. Mm -hmm. All right, then. Proverbs 15 and 5. This is the last one for the fool or the Nabal. A fool despises his father's instructions, Mm -hmm. but he that regards reproof is wise. Only a fool rejects wisdom. How often do you hear me talking about our people rejecting sound wisdom? You give them wisdom and they reject it. They fight you. Mm. Without even considering what's being said. 
without even tabling it and coming back to communicate or say, you know what? I was wrong. You know what? I was out of line. You know what? I'm sorry. Only fools in the balls. One more time. A fool despises his father's instructions. Mm -hmm. The elder's instructions. Mm -hmm. Only a fool rejects to be be, um, led. Or -hmm. Or taught. But he that regards reproof, meaning to be correct, is what? Wise. Mm -hmm. Because to be able to be corrected has to be considered like the like the what like the like the elder said earlier in the week when he was talking about how his his uncle who was his father dealt with him (laughs) how he dealt with him and then he said the next day he considered meaning he thought about his actions Mm -hmm. and he came back to make corrections he made correction of his actions Mm -hmm. To the younger. Only a wise person is willing to correct their mistakes. Which you already know, niggas. Uh, Where we at now? The sluggard. The sluggard? The lazy nigga. Uh, The sluggard. The sluggard. The lazy one. (laughs) Proverbs 19 and 24. (laughs) <laughs> 19 and 20 what was it 19 and 24 right mm, let me take it all the way back hear counsel and receive instruction huh shama listen right and receive instruction that you may be what wise in what your latter end as you get older. Listen in your youth. Pay attention to what's being said to you. Take account for correction so that when you get older, you'll be what? Wise. Because ain't nothing worse than an old fool. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of Yahuwah, God, that shall stand. There are many devices in the man heart. Many, many people have a way of doing things. Sorting out stuff in their heart that they believe is correct in their own way. But only the counsel of God will stand. That's the only wisdom you need. Because it brings correction. It brings edification. And it brings exaltation. Correct, reprove, and exalt. Moving on. The desire of a man is his kindness. And a poor man is better than a liar. 
you rather be without than Because some people lies come back and smack them on their ass. And they actually bring more damage than correction. The fear of Yahuwah tends to life. It takes care of life. Productivity. Growth. You already know. 58 grand. $58 an hour, niggas. $110,000 a year. The fuck that is. Hmm. And he that has, it shall abide, what? Satisfied. Shall be satisfied. To fear God brings forth life and satisfying. You, because you won't have to worry about anything. Provision is added. He shall not be visited with evil. Why won't he be visited with evil? Because as long as your ass do what's correct, you ain't got to worry about your shit. Nigga, Wabi, you was just talking about Job a couple weeks ago, talking about how he lost a whole bunch of shit. Didn't God visit evil upon him? Well, Nick, his wife was evil. Yes, she was. His children was evil. He made bad choices. He did. And choosing the wrong wife with fucked up genetics, nigga. How many of y'all nigga men walk around here with them wives that, not wives, women that y'all chose? <laughs> and now y'all children around here hellions and shit. And then you're going to be looking at me to come and fix the shit. Because you ain't done what the fuck you should have done in the first place. Which was sought God to say, God, this is the woman you want me to have. Is she a good woman? Oh, yeah, she's a righteous woman. Oh, yeah. What the brother say? He said, y'all monkeys round here. <laughs> I'll be laughing. Every time I hear that nigga say monkey. <laughs> you monkeys. Y'all monkeys round here choosing all these women with these bad attitudes. And then you be mad or trying to figure out why your daughter's walking around here with a bad attitude. Y'all live around here choosing all these niggas that ain't shit. And you be trying to figure out, nigga, the kid had, listen, listen, I had a baby in my room. He said, he didn't want a therapy. So I think my brother need therapy. <laughs> this nigga said he 19. He had a good job. Okay. Making good money. And he just quit his job. Who does that? That baby had me dying laughing yesterday. He talking all the shit about his older brother. Like, nigga, you even had like three, four jobs. He don't like the work. I was like, nigga, I was cracking up. I was like, why you went there? You see why you got the shit together. Good kid. Oh my God. I, he is so excited about coming to therapy next week. <laughs> Guess what I did? I hit him with the with the Abraham Lincoln. And I told him he hey he he hated history. I said, now when we come back, you're gonna go do the research on on the history of Christmas. You're gonna tell me what you find. <laughs> he like, so I was like, Well you coming back in two weeks? No, I'm coming back next week. I was like, all right, nigga, that's what's up. 
<laughs> He's so excited about doing the research on Christmas, man. He don't know what to do with himself, but when he find out the fuck Christmas is, he ain't gonna be happy. Okay, a slothful man. We at with it now, huh? Hides his hand in his bosom. <laughs> he got his hands folded. Chilling, huh? <laughs> yeah, so he had his hand in his bosom. And will, and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. <laughs> Meaning his hands is just... He, he don't even, he's so lazy, he won't even feed himself. <laughs> he looking for somebody else to take care of his ass. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn, nigga. Oh, shit. Alright, alright. <laughs> he out here trying to... He out here trying to let somebody else take care of his ass. He ain't trying to do shit. He finna, he finna put his feet up and his arms in between his bosom and be fed by somebody else. Alright. Craig, what you, what you, you ain't got no job, Craig. Anyway, moving on, Nick. <laughs> Thirteen and four. <laughs> girl, I was you did a good job of bringing that one right on the line. <laughs> I swear to God, I hate when I laugh like that. It's just not to think about it. Just granddaddy nigga, he be, he be in the back of my mind. <laughs> Oh, Bailey Jeans is a mother. Okay. Um, oh, stop it. <laughs> niggas, I laugh exactly like my daddy. That shit is straight crazy. Uh, tw- uh, four. Um, the soul of a slugger desires. They just won't. They're lazy. They just won't. Lazy people want shit. But they won't get out and get it. That's funny. Lazy people want shit, but they won't go out and get it. <laughs> and has nothing. But the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. Yeah. Fat. All right, I'm done. Go get, <laughs> go get it. Ta. Please go eat. That's why oh, a long time ago, it wasn't, it wasn't um, inappropriate to be fat. Because you knew... It was a sign of wealth. Of status. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers that eat can... They, can, ain't, they, well. they ain't well. They got yeah. more trees. It shows that we doing good. If you're skinny and bony, you ain't eating. You're hungry. Alright. You're lazy, niggas. Alright. <laughs> 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 hey. uh, Proverbs 20 and 4. Uh, 20... And four, the sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. It's cold outside. Ain't nobody finna go out there and do shit. I'm sitting here in a warm house. Yeah, you get your ass out there and do it. 
Therefore, shall he beg and harvest. Meaning, (laughs) (laughs) hold on, and and have nothing. So basically what it is, is when people are out working and you making excuses as to why you can't do what you do. And then when they ready to reap the benefits of the things that they worked hard for, you looking at their ass to take your ass out the fucking hole. Uh-uh, uh-uh, that's exactly it. All right, the sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold, colon, semicolon, therefore shall he beg and harvest and have nothing. <laughs> you know, like how the ants are, the ants be working all summer and shit, and they work till they can't work, they get all their shit together and get all the work done. And after that, all the work is done, here you come. So his reason for working is it's too cold. To it's work. too cold so to do something. I ain't got. I can't do it. When harvest come around, yeah, can they something to eat because they didn't already did the work to harvest the stuff. Can I get some? No, oh, you ain't work for You ain't work for nothing. Don't harvest that. <laughs> Shit, sometimes people be be working and they still ain't harvesting because they don't listen. You know how many people around here be working three and four and five jobs and still fucking broke? Hmm. What you doing, niggas? Y'all can't take advice on investing it. Ooh. Somebody told me today. Oh, that was my um that was my um that was the boss. She said they don't want to teach financial literacy. I said, you start teaching niggas about financial literacy, the first thing they tell you is, I don't give a shit about that. Oh, you don't want to talk about savings and stocks? You don't want to talk about none of that? That's not important, right? I'm going to have to put you that in my life. Nigga. Economics. Economics is a mother. Listen. (laughs) I didn't even learn the shit I learned in economics. I ain't learned shit in my economics class. But working in, in education and having some other economics teacher teach. And when I first learned about stocks and bonds and investing and setting up some shit for labor, not labor, later and the importance of even even having um, insurance because you can borrow against it. and You can start a business with certain shit. It's stuff we don't fucking think about. And people be trying to educate us in the First thing a nigga a tell your ass is I, I don't learned. give a fuck about that. I also learned something about life insurance. So wow. Yes, we were talking about life insurance, but do you know the difference is is whole life versus term life. Whole life you can borrow against, term life you can, but not really. Yeah. But you want to have whole life because it has interest on it. It's pretty much like stocks. You know what they said is like people say you have life insurance. For after death, but it's really for. But it's really for people during death. I mean, during, during the life. life. So they're supposed to be using it while they're alive. Yes, yes, it is. Think Which is why it's it called is. life insurance. <laughs> the the thing about it is, like you, you can. A, a lot of people should start life insurance on their kids when they're young. Yes. And their kids have something that they can draw to or use 
Like mm-hmm. you know, because the interest on the on the whole like is actually better than having term life. Yeah. Even though you still can borrow against term life, it's best to have the whole life because it's more flexibility. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it was. Um. It's more flexibility. Because this is, she said she, um, I can't see shit. There's this mom who said when her kids were born, I think she said something about, it was something like a trust fund. She Mm -hmm. She set up a trust for them. Yeah. And like, there's like growing interest on it. Yeah, I, um... Like my aunt, she they her and her ex husband they um they put money they put money in in the um their grandkids accounts every month, and she had me laughing. She's like, I ain't buying no Christmas present. She said, that's that's my Christmas gift to them when we open up that that um savings accounts for them. And I said, that's great. I said, I think I, I was like, I, I wish I knew all of the stuff I knew today, because by the time y'all got ready to go to school, y'all always had some money. Mm-hmm. But nobody taught me. And it's like, it gives them like an allowance of every few years. He was saying, she was saying she was so upset because um, one of my cousins um, that went to church with her was like, oh, we, they were going to give each um, parent in the church kids a $5, um, you know, set up an account for them and give them, put $5 in it. And then she said none of the parents wanted it. Because we don't be thinking about our kids' future. No, that's what I'm saying. And I get so like, like when I hear about what the uh, how the Koreans operate with their kids, they teach them values at an early age. And they they give them money, money and accounts. You know, yeah, they set them up for them. But they also teach them about business at a young age. Also, every birthday. It's tradition that they give the kid one piece of gold item every birthday. Like pure gold item. That 99.9% shit. Like, yes. You think think that shit's old? No. It's new. I mean, we we did that. We we put these things. Listen. When you're talking about leaving a legacy for your children, right? We have definitely moved away from that. And I'm, and this is one of the reasons why you be finding me yeah. trying to be work. Not, you're talking about a nigga who be trying to really work to, to, um, listen, you talk, you don't know how many, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I have so many small, like, you know, like a lot of insurance companies will give you like a thousand dollar insurance policy. You just pay a certain amount of money. And then they just have a little a thousand dollar insurance policy or some little little bitty insurance policies that you just get, and 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 you get to have that. So like with work and other different places, they have insurance policies, and you didn't pay it into it. It's yours. It's, it's there. Um, and I, my thought on um putting those things and setting those things up, and I have so many little different things that I'd gotten put to the side and. <laughs> like you know, it. it they also give him a dollar a year too. It's, it's like, <laughs> just to be honest, like seriously, taking this job for me means 
if I if I make nine thousand dollars out of out of the month, I only spend about two grand on bills and rent. The money that I have left, I have enough money to put away for each individual child. At least a grant every month. In stock or something. That's true. And when I think about, you know, being able to put that away for y'all, it's so much more important to me. Because me taking a job ain't even about me right now. I really don't give a damn. What I want is to leave something for y'all in, in case something happened to me. Y'all have something to... to um. To 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 have for y'all a safety net, everybody. Even if you can be able to buy y'all a house individually, even if I'm able to buy y'all a house before I die, individually, being able to provide y'all in individual each individual with their own home, to me, I've done something great because that's something you can use if you want to start a business. If your kid, if you had a kid, you could cash it in. You can do a whole lot of stuff, and to be able to say that, mind you, remember, remember when your when your granddaddy sent us his will, and each individual child has fifty thousand dollars. That's not a lot, but it's still a lot. It's enough to start. With. It's enough to be able to do something with. Mm-hmm. And when I thought about like him being able to leave each and each and every one of us something like that. I thought to myself, I'm like, every parent should be able to leave their child with at least 50 grand. If something happened to them. Because that money could be, that money can be taken, placed in a hedge account. And, and, and cruel in, in, um, interest on it, put it in a, um, um, put it in a hedge account, set it up as a, um, what is it called? Um, what is it called? Goddamn, a trust. Mm-hmm. No, you don't pay no taxes on trusts. No, you don't. And everything will be set. This is like some of the stuff that I was talking to Bishop about trying to be able to set all that stuff up, you know, and be able to have those things set up for his kids and my kids. And the importance of being able to leave them something just in case something happened to us is so important to me. And working towards stuff like that is what, you know, you find, you know, two people trying to make sure their kids are okay is is, is like the thing. Because a lot of times black people, we don't leave stuff like that for our kids. We really don't think about any of those things. And, and and to be honest, most of us, when we die, our kids are left raising funds to just bury us. We don't even have enough money to bury our own debt. Like and they don't even have mortgage, nigga. They don't even have their own house. No, no. We was having a conversation today about the same thing. My My boss was saying, she said it's sad because... She said, um, certain neighborhoods, they don't even have apartments. She said they don't have apartments purposefully so that we can't be in their neighborhoods mm-hmm. because we don't buy houses. We rent. Most people, like, imagine spending your whole life renting. Mm-hmm. So when you think about what we leave in our children, right. In the long run, we don't, we don't plan for the long haul. 
We plan for temporary. But think about it. And I heard somebody else say, um, I, I was listening to a woman and she was like, no, my money is my money. And, 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 um, and his money is his money. And I was saying like, you know what? That don't, t- I said, that's so selfish. It is. I said, we, we've become so selfish. Um, even with our significant others, because you, 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 you've completely, basically what you're doing is sep- you dividing your own marriage or you dividing your own relationship. You became, you when, soon as you say, it, like listen, that. soon as you say, this is mine, or I'm going to do this my way, or this is all about me, X, Y, and Z, you've already divided your relationship without even knowing it. And and once you've divided, once you've separated yourself in a relationship, your relationship will never be prosperous because you've already placed a a a, a barrier in it. Yes. I never talked about that. That's 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 that that's definitely something to um to discuss. Why they don't? Which is why most marriages don't last. Because they uh, because they, they come in divided. Already. They come into a divided. Is already divided. They're not. Willing to work together. I like I like having these conversations with people a lot, and it's it's funny how many of us are comfortable with um coming into relationship with separate lives, and I I just like I I'm not I'm not um built to be like that. No, I said I'm not built. Some people are. Some people like that. But I'm not built. I'm not. It, I promise you, it, it, it like it bothers me. Being in 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 a relationship where where um I'm separate from somebody. It's so hard. Um, and I think that that's what's been so hard is being in that in that um space because it's it's just foreign and it just don't make sense. Nor is it normal to me. Like it's like this whole aspect of an independent woman is oh, so skewed. It's not even supposed to be like that. Because they because they they heard it from somebody they, else. Because society has put it to the point where black women have to fend for themselves. No, they believe they have to. Yes, because society has put it in their minds that they need to. This is not we we, we fortify those exactly those distorted thoughts because that's a distortion. Yeah. That's a a thought distortion. Take away the man from the home, and now we have to. We have no choice. When we've never been in a posi- position to never be, been in this position. This is not a way it's meant to be. It's crazy. This is not the way God intended it to be. No. But we we've, we've comfortably. It's so funny, like like what? what uh, okay, so I guess we ain't getting to the to the rest of the scripture. But um, my mind would be more like um, how did we get to that? And why do we why do we why do we um, why are we okay with it? And why is it that um, we've decided to champion being divided? Because seriously, it's 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 like we've 
We've championed being divided. We've celebrated um, having having a relationship and still being divided within the relationship. We celebrate that type of mentality in the culture. Like it's so it's so like embraced to the point where people champion it as if it's is 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 correct and it's it's so divisive and maladaptive and unproductive um to be in a space where we believe unified or we believe in unified division unified division and not realizing how destructive that is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave y'all with that point. That's something that you really need to reflect on and marinate on is how is it that I've become comfortable with being unified And divided with my mate. Unified and divided with your wife or husband in your relationship. And believe that that is actually normal to be unified but divided. That's something that takes some reflection. No, it actually requires responsibility. It actually requires to think outside yourself. It actually requires for you to be accountable for messing up. And not taking responsibility for whatever downfalls that happen within that relationship. Mm-hmm. What guy? Do you talking about the old dude? No, it's this one guy who does these skits about relationships. Something something. Like on Facebook or on YouTube? But it's really her fault. But he told her, he said, Have you ever thought about the reason why you attract such men? I've heard that multiple times. But I don't think it's, I don't even think they're, they attract them. But she chooses. It's her, it's a, it's a choice preference because 
And this is, we had to talk about this today in our supervision and too. She said that, she said that you choose the bad ones because the good ones you don't you're not interested in. <clears throat> well, it, it's basically her saying that she's not worthy to 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 receive healthy love. So this is what we were talking about in the supervision, and we were talking about how. Mm, um, a lot of um how how some people have these relationships that are unhealthy. No, I was in a session I had today. And I was saying that um a lot of men oh, my client was like, Why 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 do men choose relationships that are unhealthy? Um, or they be they stay in unhealthy relationships with women when they know it's toxic. And I told them, I said, a lot of men date women that are reflective of their mothers. And if you really um really start paying attention to um the type of women they normally date, they normally are reflective of their mom. And I um I said, and a lot of times those mothers talk down to their sons and they stay in those relationships because she was saying her son was in this relationship, not her son, but her husband. Um, oh my God, who the hell was I talking to this morning about that? Oh, when I, and when I said it, they was like, oh, that speaks volumes to about their, 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 um, their boyfriend's mom. And I said, and when you start seeing that, it helps you to understand why they choose that and why they reject certain things. So men who have mothers who talk down to them will reject the women who edify them. Mm-hmm. They stay committed to the women that disrespect them, but they're incapable of committing to the one that edifies them. And I said, a lot of times you find those same women having an issue with those boys because they have some essence of their fathers. Yes. And and because their father has a particular thing that they don't like, they tend to attack (laughs) the child because they have this issue with the father. I was talking to my client yesterday. That's what it was. I don't like. But because that's fucked up. <laughs> how much? How much of that? Your brother looked. He was so much like his daddy. It was so bad. It's like, oh my god, from the from the from the facial expressions. Oh my god. Well, because you made the wrong choice. You have to be accountable for the things you do, and we have to stand up. Like that's why I still feel like about a. It, a lot of times relationships about accountability and most people aren't willing to take or not be accountable for the stuff they do. So family, pray for me because I'm really trying to decide what I need to do. My heart is telling me to chase the dragon. Get that money. Even though I'll be leaving a lot of people that depend on me. But, uh, yeah. So, 
I'm just ex- I'm just happy that You know how sometimes you think you can't get something or you just really don't believe you finna um that you can measure up to get it. I think I think the re- I think what I'm feeling about this job is it took so long to get here to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. That I never thought I would be able to get to this place. Go ahead, make your little statement before we go. Well, it wasn't a statement, it was a video. What was it? What is it? Um, when I said about the uh, women and they're taking accountability for the men that they choose. Uh-huh. You found the video. I found the video. Okay, go ahead and let it play real quick. Mm-hmm. Even though I sent you some really good Why videos today. Bad guys? I sent you some really good videos today. <laughs> Oh, that guy. Keep it very simple. Historically, we have been programmed to conform to being a victim. Women, we like to be the one that got done wrong. This is why we struggle with accountability. Most women chase bad boys because being with a bad boy allows you to end up being a victim at some point or another. Why do they want to be victims? It is programmed in us that poor me is some type of flex as a woman and as a mother. I don't the majority really? of the women right off that knew. I knew I was going to be a single mother. I knew. And being a single mother, being a woman or a woman left with children to raise on her own, that is something that they get to flex off of. They believe it is a flex. That's why when I say it produces the worst. I don't believe that. <laughs> and let me tell you why I don't, because. If you take the, the Willie Lynch letter, what we learn to do is protect our sons, and we mask it. We we effeminize our sons, and we masculinize our women. And when we do that, we 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 repeat that cycle over and over again. And that's really the build. The thing is, it's system. It's it's systematic in essence because we're taught to protect them because we're afraid. Um, when they get out in the streets. That masculinity can get them killed. So we try to infeminize them by softening them and being very soft with them. And then we make our daughters strong because they need to be strong in order to deal with the world around them. Because they're going to be by themselves. So we program our daughters to think masculine because we teaching them that they're going to be alone anyway. And because you're going to be alone, you have to be strong. And we soften our sons because we want to protect them. We don't want them to exhibit masculinity because if they exhibit masculinity, then they're going to die. That's one aspect of it. No, no, that's the shit. Yeah, I hear you. That's the real shit. I hear you. Most mothers do that to their sons. Mm -hmm. And the first thing a man will tell you, don't baby my son. We are afraid of our sons being killed in the streets. So we rather soften them so that they don't display masculinity so they won't die. That is how we end up in this space. But let's not eat... Let's not take away from the curses in a way that women will teach their children to hate their fathers... (laughs) And that fathers will reject their children 
and turn the daughters of Zion into whores. Just saying, goddamn. We got so many curses on us. We're so unaware of the curses that we have. Nor do we understand that they're curses and they need to be broken. And the only way to break them is return to God. Because the real answer seriously is truthfully what we really dealing with are cursed ass people. Who are wandering around in the dark. And have no knowledge of self. And once they get their life right with God. And the way he intended, shit changes. That's just real ass truth. Family, that video I sent you today, um, not the not the 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 video. Did I send you the Umar? Oh, did I send you the Umar Johnson video? Did I send you that Umar Johnson video? The videos I sent you on Facebook. You delete you 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 killed it. Mm-hmm. You don't got messenger. No, I didn't need to. What the fuck? That's pretty sure I still have my account, but I don't have the app. Oh. <sighs> Hold on, let me. So you didn't get to see none of the shit I sent <laughs> no, you today. I didn't. Just about a bit. <laughs> okay, let me send this to you right quick, just so you can play it. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to do all of all this stuff, but we gonna have to recirculate that. Uh, later on, but I need you to I need you to see what I sent you real quick. I can't believe you didn't see it. I didn't. Not you, friend. It's funny because it's saying log into Facebook. What's going on? <sighs> yeah, it's probably because because you you're not in Facebook. You're not. You're not in Facebook. You you're not in Facebook. You. You need to be in Facebook. Why? I don't know. I've been wanting to delete my shit, too, though. I don't even use it. That's why I didn't. All right. Just sent you that. Now, click into that. Let me see if I can give you the other one. Okay. That's that one. Hold on. Good. That's what it's telling you. Oh, they didn't, they didn't delete. They didn't already took this, the 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 things down already. It was from Malcolm X. It's telling you to log in. Let me send it to you on Snapchat. What the <laughs> is going on around the town? <laughs> God damn. Okay, <laughs> what the hell? I deleted 
I've been wanting to delete all my shit. I don't need it. I don't need it. I can't believe this. I ain't sent you a whole but I've been sending you shit all this time. You can't even see. You can't see nothing. Ain't this about a bitch now, goddamn. I don't need it. I don't need it. Alright, So now I see. Um. Man, Umar was. All those people I have on Facebook, I don't even talk to them. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, you like, fuck y'all. You're here, so. I'm here. The only person I to on, there. on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> the dating sector, you know, my dating thing is, is just is a mess. I have all kind of folks in that. Um, all right, family. Yeah. Nice. Um. <laughs> The thingy too. I saw. I was looking at it. What thingy? Before I deleted it. I what thingy? The, uh, the page. What the thingy? Page. I have the, the that man thing. Yes. What? It's the thing you're you part of. You part of that group with someone else. I I I have. You talking about the dating page I set up for yeah. for on on Facebook? Yeah. You talking about the one for the tour to knock only thing that me and um Adonaya had put together? Yeah. Yeah, I know about that. You have. A... I set up. I set that up. I set that up for yeah, for Tor to not come in. Me and Adam uh-huh, was talking I about know, it. But the posts that were on it were like like Christian. No. Like inappropriate. Oh yeah, I realized that. I I deleted a lot of that okay, stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah, people was putting shit in there like 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 sexy next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I deleted. I I blocked that person. Yeah, I whoever it was. <laughs> Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It is. It is. 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 Yeah. I kicked. I kicked them out of the group chat. Um. Yeah. I. I. You know, we were setting it up because we were trying to. Um. We were talking about doing the. Um. You know the matchmaker thing. Mm-hmm. For for people who wanted to be matched with people who are straight towards knock only, so we were gonna work together to to um, match up. To no, it wasn't gonna be speed. We was gonna be matching them up. We were gonna be communicating and talk to him. He was gonna be dealing with the men. I was gonna be dealing with the women, and we were gonna be matching them up, you know, so that they could have a, a good match. But you know, it's not a lot of towards knock only people. Most no. of the people that's in a, in our movement is like all Christian. Pretty much messianic. I don't want no Christian. <laughs> Especially the one that's trying to get me now. I don't want him. Is he still calling you, Wes? No. Oh, he only called you that one day? He did. And I tried to call him back. Couldn't reach him. He tried to call me back, but I was busy. I ain't called him back since. Yeah, just leave it at that. Yeah. So I decided just to leave it at that. If he call, he'll call. But, yeah. Sometimes it be, sometimes it's just God dealing with us to see if we really have made certain corrections and changes. But you were really mean. <laughs> your face was so stoic. Like what the fuck? See I see your face. You saw my face, but he did. Mm. It was your tone. Your tone was kind of harsh. Uh, well, let me not say harsh. It was perturbed. You were annoyed. I was caught off guard, yes. Yeah. I didn't think I would ever hear from him again. That's 
Niggas finna be 50 in two weeks. So, yeah. I'm gonna be 50 niggas in two weeks. Yeah, well. It look like I'm gonna be single eventually. Yeah, I'm happy. I I'm like I haven't heard from him in, in like I wanted I wanted to call him to talk to him about this. You know get figure out what he you know, just talk to him about it. Like we don't, I think the thing that's frustrating is that we can't, we don't even talk. We don't even talk. We don't talk to each other at all. It is what it is. Let them fall where they may. I don't think he just, he doesn't care anymore. So I guess it's just time to let go and not be a bother to him and stop. Both people have to be in agreement. Stop trying. Productive people, possible. Remember. And agreements, there is no agreements. There's no connection. Oh, uh, well, I really. You can't cut loose because one person is not in agreement. He already let go, goddamn. He has let go. He don't want to be in a relationship. <laughs> anyway, moving on, y'all niggas. He's going to talk to you later. Good night. Bye.